0: It's time to mind your business with Jamila Lodge and Shelly Thunder brought to you by BEDC Bermuda business starts here.
1: It sure does this Thursday right now and every Thursday here on Ocean 89 and uh Yeah, we got a lot to talk about today. We've got Jamila in the studio with us. And uh, we also have Alex White, the Privacy Commissioner, and on the phone with us as well. Busy, busy, busy session today. (laughs) Uh, Dr. Marissa Stone, Senior Information and... Privacy analyst. Thanks for joining us, guys. Jamila? Yes. We're going to dive right in.
0: We are going to dive right in. It's a heavy topic, privacy. <laughs> um, Alex has been on the show before, so those of you may recall those conversations that we had, but it's so important, we had to do a, a re up. And so today we're joined, al- uh, w- Alex is joining, I-, I should say, Dr. Marissa Stones is joining us to um, further share the importance of privacy. Um, Before we get to do that, though, I do want to remind the listeners who we have on the show. So first, Alex, if you wouldn't mind just filling us in again about what you do as the Privacy Commissioner and a little bit about yourself.
2: Hi, everybody. Uh, thanks for having me, first of all, Shelley and Jamila. It's great to be here. Uh, it, you, my accent has probably given me away at this point. I'm not from Bermuda originally. I am from the US. Uh, and so I, I came over and started up the Office of the Privacy Commissioner, which is a brand new public office that uh, helps individuals uh, exercise new rights that were created under the Personal Information Protection Act.
0: That's right. And so, Dr. Stones, could you share with us your role and how you fit into that uh, puzzle, if you will?
3: Sure. Good afternoon, everyone. Hi. Um, I work within the Governor of Bermuda in the Cabinet Office, and I have been was involved in um, just helping to develop the uh, Personal Information Protection Act. And now um, I work within a unit that has responsibility for not only uh, implementing um pipe within the government of Bermuda but also um having the pleasure to be able to work in collaboration with the Privacy commissioner uh to keep the the act up to date and then also uh to help to uh, uh i guess you can say operationalize the adequacy uh program that we ultimately will have to put in place uh you know with other jurisdictions both bermuda applying to other ju- jurisdictions to be to have their privacy program recognized to transfer data from bermuda to their country and then vice versa recognizing other countries that want to transfer personal data into bermuda so uh, it promises to be very exciting
0: I-, I was gonna say that sounds like a lot <laughs> 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 and just for clarity purposes are you in two separate departments or you guys work together?
2: We're we're technically two separate departments. Okay. So my office is totally independent from government. Because okay. Part of what we do is oversee government right. and ensure that if individuals want to make any requests of government to access their personal information or understand better uh, how government is using their personal information, our office could help out with that. Gotcha. So uh, Dr. Stones works in government and, and she leads uh, what's called the, the uh, Patty PIPA Unit, which mm-hmm. is access to information and privacy. Okay, And so she's helping government implement these programs to, okay. to help give these rights effect.
0: Okay, now listen, pretend like I don't know anything, and I don't. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I, I need for you guys to help us to understand the difference. So let's first say what PIPA is. What does what does that mean, and and how does it impact business owners
2: in Bermuda? Yes, so PIPA is a law that created several rights for individuals, and it, it applies not only to government. We've been talking about government a little already, right. but, but it also applies to businesses mm-hmm. as well. So any business or any organization I should say in Bermuda that uses personal information and, and personal information is a broad term right it could mean you know a, a fact about you like your birthday mm-hmm. or it could be something a little less tangible like your favorite color right. or you know how what your typing speed is or, or whatever the case may be so any business that uses information like that, Uh, Has to uh, treat it in a certain way, has to protect it in a certain way, and make sure that it's not used or misused in a way that might harm an individual.
0: Okay. So, as a commissioner, your job is to enforce those rules and guidelines when PIPA comes into force. Yes, across the board, right? That's right. Okay.
2: Go ahead. Yes. So, so part of what we're doing is helping to create standards and best practices and we're doing training sessions. And on our website, privacy.bm, we have a lot of written guidance, we have videos, we have audio you can listen to. So there's a lot of opportunities there for folks to learn more about how PIPA works.
0: So what Alex is saying is, you don't have any excuse
2: not to be ready. <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. when the
2: time comes. Well, well, and, and Jamila, you said something really important, which you said when PIPA comes in effect. Right. And, and right, it's it's only partially in effect right now. So my office has been created, and I have been given powers to uh, get to create guidance and mm-hmm. do trainings and things like that. But a lot of the actual compliance requirements and the penalties most importantly are not in effect yet. Right. So I say this is a great time to start working Get on your ready. privacy program yeah, because definitely. you can you can try it out and you can give me a call and we can have a real conversation. And you don't necessarily have to be worried that I'm going to bring the hammer down on you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's it's like not a little, time for the hammer yet. a little yet. buffer zone. Yes, you're coming on right zone. now. That's mm-hmm. right.
0: Now, Dr. Might, Stones. Might, might I Yeah, add, Sure. Um, the thing is, we also have to remember
3: under PIPA that um, we, we all as individuals, um, you know, whether we, you know, work within businesses or charities or schools or, or whatever you may, may have, we all have rights under PIPA because, you know, we are individuals and and organizations have to use our own personal information. So while, you know, working within our various companies and all that type of stuff, we need to get ready. uh, We also need to realize that as individuals, these are rights that we have as we interact with our doctors and with stores and with the government and with charities and with the schools that our kids go to and things like that. Mm So, um, you know, it's, it's a, another way to take a look at at pipa as you get ready in that you know i'm not only making sure that you know i'm meeting the requirements of of this act but i'm also ensuring that you know my personal information you know at you know as it's processed within you know this organization and then ultimately another organization is going to be protected and i'm going to have the ability to access it and, um, you know, be able to, um, you know, have some control over how my information is used.
0: So who, who do we contact if we feel like our personal information rights are being violated? Like, what is that process? The how do you...
2: first thing you should do, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, go ahead. The Matt. first thing you should do is reach out to the organization. Okay. Because all organizations have a requirement under PIPA uh, as part of their privacy notice to explain what it is they're doing and how they're doing it and who you should contact if you have questions. Okay. So everyone has to list a privacy officer that says uh, so uh, that that is the person that you would reach out to. So that should always be your first step because you could reach out to me, but the first thing I'm going to do is reach, reach out, out, to, out them to them and, oh. <laughs> and ask them about what's going on. Right. So so you're better off going right to the source and and as, saying you have a question about how you use per, my personal information mm-hmm. and you want to learn more about it. And they can answer those questions for you. And then, if you're if you are not happy with uh, how that is resolved, or you don't feel that they have that they are respecting your PIPA rights, then you can reach out to my office. and And once PIPA is in effect, we'll have the ability to do investigations and issue orders, instructing organizations how to use the information.
0: Okay, so you, we keep saying when it comes into effect. So, is there an ETA for when that's going to happen?
2: So uh, what PIPA does is it gives the minister the authority to set different days for okay. when parts come into effect. So like I said, it's partially in effect already right, right. because it's, it's created my office and we're generating guidance and mm-hmm. giving instructions mm-hmm. and all that. Uh, as for when the, the remainder of it, the different the compliance hammer. requirements. I to know <laughs> about
0: the hammer. <laughs> well, well
2: that, I, you know, it's, it's been postponed a little bit because of all the other circumstances of going course. on in the sure. world at the moment. Right. And so I can't say for sure when it's going to happen. But
0: it will happen.
2: That's right.
0: And and the reason we're on the show today, y'all, is so that we can be ready when it does happen. So, Dr. Stones, I just um, really want you to, because yours is a new department or new position as well, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. So I want you to explain how your department works and who your primary I guess customer is because of course at BDC we support entrepreneurs and we're trying to make sure they understand how this is going to impact them and what they need to do to get ready and so I want to know from you how you fit into that equation.
3: Well as I said earlier um, the, the Patty Piper unit is um, is a unit within the cabinet office and as um the uh, Privacy Commissioner did mention uh, we are responsible both for the public access to information legislation and also the Personal Information Protection Act. So, uh, you know, our de facto freedom of information legislation and then our pri- privacy um, um, legislation. So that means that we do have to work with both the Information Commissioner and the Privacy Commissioner uh, in keeping those pieces of legislation um you know, up to date. Okay. So one of the activities that we are currently um, in the process of undertaking is harmonizing um, the Public Access to Information Act with uh, the Personal Information Protection Act because the way in which the legislation currently stands, you, um, you can access your personal information from um, a government department or a public authority um, through PADI. So right now, you can get your personal information from you know um, you know any putting any in one of
0: those requests. government department. right?
3: Yeah, yeah. the is, lawyers listening
2: are going to love this, <laughs> this conversation.
3: <laughs> so, so that is already available and has been available for quite a while,
2: right? Uh, through the government, you know,
3: of Bermuda and public authorities under under Patty. So what will happen is that um, we are going to amend. Uh, both PADI and um, PIPA to harmonize them to make sure that personal information requests will happen through PIPA when PIPA is fully enforced and that um, that will not be a, re- a requirement of PADI any longer. Okay. So so that is uh, one of the types of things that, that um, the unit is uh, will be That's responsible for. for. Okay. Um, so that also that. means that in addition for being responsible for the operationalization of PADI within the government of Bermuda and, you know, including the training of public officers mm-hmm. and of um, information officers and such and, you know, helping to facilitate requests and things like that. We also have the responsibility on the PADI side of things to get the government ready and ensure the government is um, complies with PIPA. Ahead of the, um, the the day that the the, the uh, legislation comes into
0: force, yeah, because I was so. going to say the the entrepreneur. We're not just telling them to get ready; we already all have to get ready because this is all going to be law, and and we have to comply with the law too. Because it's not it just doesn't impact us on a local level, right? There's international standards because we are an international jurisdiction yeah. that we have to meet. And if I'm not um, if I'm correct that Piper legislation was kind of based on the GDPR legislation as well, which impacts European countries and, and, and that sort of thing, correct?
3: Well, it's it's not based entirely on, on GDPR. It, okay. it was developed with GDPR in mind because we knew that uh, GDPR would affect certain businesses um, in Bermuda. And it, indeed, uh, our international business community may already um, be... Um, you know, meeting the requirements of GDPR because of the fact that they uh, have offices in European countries, or they are dealing with yeah. European-based um, customers. Um, so, yeah, there's an awful lot that um, you will actually find that has been taking place in the community over the last um, few years, where you know certain organizations have been doing a great deal of work to get ready for. Uh, GDPR understanding that uh, they're, they're captured within that net. And uh, I mean, there may be even some smaller businesses that are captured within that net because of the fact that they are marketing
1: mm-hmm.
3: uh, to <laughs> European citizens. So this is also a great opportunity to get to know some of the broader privacy requirements that are taking place globally, because, you know, we aren't um, you know, in a vacuum all by ourselves, we are interacting with other jurisdictions and there's privacy laws being passed all over the place right now. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we're not the only ones. But when it does come to, you know, um, putting a, a piece of legislation in place, um, PIPA is definitely a more flexible piece of legislation versus, Something like the GDPR that is very prescriptive, because we knew that the needs of the various organizations on the island were going to vary. So, a small and medium-sized business that you know is pretty much doing most of its business locally, yeah, they may have a couple of international uh, relationships because of their website or because of some of the the vendors that they use to purchase products from and things like that. Um, yes, they need to worry about working with some, you know, international partners, but most of their business takes place locally, they don't necessarily need to do all the things that are required under GDPR. That makes sense.
0: Now, one of the things that I wanted to ask um, you about, Alex, and maybe you can answer this, is you mentioned when I said, what if someone has a, a problem and they have an issue with their information or personal information being shared You mentioned a privacy officer. Mm -hmm. And so what I would like to know, and maybe the listeners want to know, is, is it a requirement for business owners to have a privacy officer? Um, And what does that entail?
2: Yeah. So the privacy officer position is something described in PIPA, and it, it simply is a way of determining who has responsibility for complying with PIPA. So if you're in a big organization, you know, it could be the, uh, you know, vice president of, you know, information governance or whatever. Right. But if you're in a small organization a, 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 or, a, you know, you own your own business, mm-hmm. it could be you. you okay. know? It, could okay. be the, it could be, the, you know, just whoever has responsibility is the person who uh, ends up being the privacy officer. But with that said, uh, they can delegate a lot of the different duties that they have to fulfill. Okay. And so, you know, it's it's kind of like the same way you uh, if you have inventory of an item, you know, that you're trying to sell. You want to keep track of it all and you want to count up how much you have and how much is going out the door and how much is coming in. Well, you do the same thing with data. And so you're trying to keep track of, okay, what personal records do we have? What personal right. information do we have? What do we do with it? You know, how does it get in? The, with, does someone fill out a form and hand it in at the reception desk, or do they submit it through an email? And you're you're analyzing how all of that works. So, so know, that's what a privacy officer uh, is responsible for.
0: And you know what's going through my head as you're talking? I'm I'm the voice of the entrepreneur. I'm like it's another thing that I have to learn yeah. how to do. You know, as I'm running my own business. So. <laughs> I'm sympathizing with them and speaking on their behalf, like what tools, who can I call? Like Dr. Stones, can you help me? (laughs) Alex, can you help me figure out exactly what I need to be doing? Or is there some source um, that I can utilize, even if it's your website, to Mm -hmm. kind of tell me what I need to be doing so that I'm ensuring that I'm capturing the right information or not capturing too much information and all of that.
2: Well, I think you're trying to get me to remind our listeners that we have a a webinar on September 29th, the BEDC (laughs) webinar.
0: Well Uh, done, sir.
2: uh, So so be sure and check that out. Uh, That'd be Dr. Stones and myself again uh, talking about these issues in much greater detail. So how you can build a privacy program and what that really means. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in the meantime, uh, check out our website, privacy.bm. We're going to try to make this as easy as possible for organizations. You should not have to have you know a team of six to, right. to have a privacy program. Yes. And that, that just doesn't make sense for every organization. And so what it will mean is doing things like checklists, Going through templates, okay. making sure you're doing your due diligence, mm-hmm. uh, but the same way you have to do with any other compliance, right? And and I also like to say that privacy helps businesses be more profitable because they have, but they're better organized, they're better protected. Mm-hmm. They ensure that uh, you know if you reach out to a customer, you have you you have the right records to mm-hmm. keep track of that. Mm-hmm. So having a privacy program has been shown to help businesses make more money.
0: Okay, you heard that. Now their ears are peaked, right? They're like, wait a minute, where's the, the,
2: the, the yeah, webinar? I have an article. on. If you go to our, our website, on our blog, we've got a tag that for called Privacy Means Business. Right, okay. And, and we have a few articles you can read about how that uh, works out.
0: Well, I think it makes sense, right? You have better business practices. You have better opportunities to make money. So just as a reminder, it is free. It, it's on September the 29th, Wednesday from 1230 to 130. And that is, I'm, I'm encouraging everyone to sign up because that is where you can ask your specific questions.
2: Yes, I so mean, I do on. have 21 questions to ask you today. But they don't have to wait till September 29th. Again, okay. and I, I'm going to sound like a broken record here. But again, on our website, privacy.bm. We have a contact us page okay. with email address and phone number, and you can reach out at any time that's what we're here for to answer questions.
0: Yeah, because we we get questions quite frequently um, around what is required like the for the privacy policy. and so I'm wondering if maybe it's something your department um, Dr. Stones would have like templates for or is that something that would be on the privacy commissioner's um, website?
3: The privacy commissioner is, uh, as it relates to the community, that's that's the purview of the privacy commissioner, okay, and helping the the community to become prepared. Okay. Uh, unfortunately, the Patty Piper unit, um, you know, we're we're responsible for the, the preparation of of the government, the government, the government, the government department. Side. Mm-hmm.
0: So we can and, call you uh, then. That's what you're saying? Yeah, BDC? You, you, uh, BDC can call. <laughs> okay, I'll uh, call you after this. <laughs> but, uh, but the thing
3: about it is the the Patty Pipe uh, uh, unit and the Privacy Commissioner's Office, of course, are talking constantly right now. Right. Because of the fact that, you know, we're, we're developing all of this from scratch. But the great thing is that, you know, we're not, um, you know, creating this um you know you know in our own world there right, are so many other countries and jurisdictions that have done this before us so you know there are a lot of templates out there there are a lot of best practice uh documents out there that you know we can use as sort of like uh guideposts to be able to say well what will work uh for us in Bermuda in the development of our own templates and such okay. so it's probably you know part of the conversations that um that, you know, the commissioner and I have on a regular basis as, you know, indeed I try to put together things like, you know, um, privacy notice templates and things like that, and this is a you know a great time to have conversations with the privacy commissioner because um, you know he is he isn't in regulator mode yet.
0: <laughs> Self education. His hammer His, education is, is locked in the office. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. he hasn't started carrying it around yet. <laughs> yeah. But
2: but I think I think Dr. Stones is bringing up a great point that I want to emphasize, which is that PIPA is very much in line with other laws around the world. So mm-hmm. we're not asking for. Something that's unreasonable. Right, it's going to be the same requirements that you would have if you were operating in the UK or in the EU or Canada or the the US is now increasingly having privacy mm. laws. So, mm. so these are not extreme requirements. This is very much uh, the general consensus. Mm-hmm. And the flip side of that is that if you can comply with PIPA, you can export your work elsewhere. Whether that's, you know, you develop an app that you wanna sell somewhere else Mm -hmm. or whatever the case may be, you can feel confident if you comply with PIPA, then you're going to be able to to do that, uh, those different international exchanges.
0: And that's a good point, because we're always talking about or trying to encourage our entrepreneurs to think globally and to understand that their customer base doesn't just have to be local. So in preparation Mm -hmm. for that, you wanna make sure that your privacy policies are in place and are compliant. So that makes perfect sense to me. Now I'm gonna ask you to give me an example so this can break it down for people who are listening of what a potential privacy breach could be. And it could be mm. something that happens outside of Bermuda, but I think that will help people to understand exactly what we're talking about yeah. and why it's so important to start readying themselves for this, this pipe
2: Yeah. A, a lot of people, when they think about breaches, they think about security breaches and yeah. hackers mm-hmm. and, you know, someone stealing your information, but uh, privacy is much more about how you use the information and so it could be an organization just using it inappropriately. So a really famous example from the U.S. is uh, a, a big department store, Target, yeah. uh, was uh, sent a flyer to a family uh, advertising uh, uh, baby stuff, baby items. Mm-hmm. And, and it was addressed to the daughter of the family, the teenage daughter. And uh, and the father went down and, and yelled at the general manager and said, what are you doing? Sending this to my daughter. Mm-hmm. Uh, and And it turns out that they had looked at her browsing history when she was shopping on the, the website and they recognized that she was looking at baby stuff. And so they sent Ooh, her baby stuff. Yep.
0: And somebody dropped the bomb. She yeah. might have been pregnant and the yeah. daddy didn't. Oh my
2: goodness. But, but so there's all kinds of little stuff like that that happens all the time. I mean, so, and, and we just put up an article uh, on our blog, uh, privacy.bm, uh, <laughs> helping to help people think about uh, what these different harms are because sometimes it's hard to imagine. And so yeah. we break it down into different categories categories like physical harm. So if, if you're, you know, your GPS location could be used to track you right. or economic harm uh, where you, you have, uh, you know, someone steals your credit card information and, and runs up a, a, a false uh, purchases, or uh, it could be things like, um, you know, there's a famous example too, about a, a company called Cambridge Analytica that used Facebook data to try to target Uh, advertisements, political advertisements to voters during the Brexit campaign and during the 2016 U.S. election. And and so all those times, and in all of those cases, it's not that there was a hacker that broke in, it's that they were using the information in a way that was harmful.
0: So let me ask you this, because, you know, you know, when you accept an app on your phone, they make they have this long thing that you're supposed okay. to read and you just click through. Right. Yeah. Accept, so, accept, yep. accept, accept, <laughs> accept, so you can move on and keep everybody, continuing. Does, everybody does. Everybody does. does, does, it. does, it. does so it. in the example that you use with the target situation, were they really misusing that information? If somewhere along the way they were given consent to use the information. And that's where I guess it gets tricky, right? Yeah.
2: That's why we need laws like PIPA because that, that provides the framework of trust that people don't feel like they have to read all of that Mm -hmm. because they know they have rights. You know, it makes things simple. And, 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 you know, some of those statements get as long as Hamlet. Yeah, <laughs> you know, what, it really. They're, they're very long. And with the legalese, it's yes, like you're never yes. going to figure it out. So so knowing that you have rights, it makes things very simple. You can say, I can call someone up or send them an email and say, "Stop! what data do you have on me? How mm-hmm. are you using it? And, and yeah, it, that you can ask them to stop under certain circumstances mm-hmm. or to delete it uh, if they no longer need it for whatever purpose they collected it for. Uh, and, and so it makes things simple. It makes okay. your writing simple. Okay. And it kind of flips that because right now, all the responsibility is on the the individual who's reading and accepting. And right, then they say, "Oh, right. well, we told you." Right. So, so we need, we need to flip that responsibility and say, "No, it's really an, an organization has to uh, maintain the uh, the rights of the individuals." Mm-hmm. And so, we're moving that responsibility,
0: giving the power back to the people. That's it right. It's like an a- it's an empowering yeah, right. Yeah. And
2: and you have to have it. And nowadays, especially nowadays, when everything is online.
0: Right. It's very true. Yeah. I mean to me it's like is there a differentiation between what you do online and what you do in a physical presence cuz i would imagine pipa applies to physical locations as yeah. much as it applies to your store that is online
2: it yeah. does it does as long as it meet as long as the organization meets the definitions under pipa which are very broad and they say any organization in bermuda if you have a computerized system or if you have a, a filing system so you can if you if you are using something strictly for personal use, mm-hmm. something like uh you know your address book uh that that you keep at your nightstand right. and you're not publishing it on social media and you're not doing any of that stuff then then that would probably be accepted from pipa uh but uh generally speaking, most organizations are going to fall under
0: okay dr yeah. stone do you you want to add um, to that well the two things to add to that um
3: one is that um you know the w- what we're going to end up talking about on um, on september twenty ninth you know really gets into what the the commissioner is talking about in you know going down sort of like a, a I guess you could say a form of a checklist in that um, he has published guidance on what organizations um, can do to put together a privacy program, and you know all of the, I guess you could say major buckets that they're going to have to, um, you know, think about mm-hmm. in doing that. And, you know, the, the incident piece that, that we, we've just talked about, you know, becomes, um, you know, one piece that they need to, to prepare for. But, you know, the interesting thing is if they, you know, go through some of those other steps, um you know hopefully that ends up reducing the, the possibility for some of those those incidents because of the fact that it makes you aware of what you're doing right. currently mm-hmm. what you have within your organization um you know who you have relationships with mm-hmm. and um you know even even to the point of um, you know, am I, you know, actually collecting too much information right. and should I, you know, actually have time frames where I actually dispose of of information so that, you know, it, it isn't there for the, uh, to be, you know, if, um, you know, it's lost or if somebody steals it, that they're not getting an awful lot of information because I get rid of it in a timely manner. So, um, you know, there's an awful lot that... Um, that will be covered on the on the twenty ninth and that information is already available on on, on privacy dot b m in the guidance note that the uh, privacy commissioner put out uh i believe it was uh late last year uh, on what is a privacy program okay. so, uh, so so yeah, so it's a great
0: step by step uh guide uh, and, and I would guide, say yeah. um before we wrap up. I'm just going to give this scenario to you because I've taken a couple of privacy courses. So I probably know a little bit too much, just enough to be (laughs) dangerous, right? So when you're going to the restaurants here, right? Mm -hmm. And they're, you know, COVID guidelines, you got to make sure Mm -hmm. so you can do the contact tracing. But man, when they ask you to fill out that paper on the the, um, clipboard that's right in the front where everybody can come in and see, I just get, you know, my skin crawls a little bit because I'm like, but wait, everybody who comes before me or I, I now know who was here at lunch, I know the telephone number and I know how to reach them. So in, in instances like that, they're trying to do the right thing, mm-hmm. right? And complying with what government is requiring in terms of health, the need for health. But I do feel like that's a, a bit of like, I feel like you're putting me on blast, right? All my information is out there. So in a scenario like that, Surely there will be guidance on better ways to do that. Like I, I mm-hmm. prefer when they give you the piece,
1: a little individual paper, slip, or they you have you sign out. your receipt. Yes, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. then they right? take that away. And that way, they're definitely going to keep that for bookkeeping right. purposes, right? right. Mm-hmm. So, and then once that you know the figures have been done and they've done all their, their, they still, have, yeah, that can be discarded though, which is what mm-hmm. she was talking about purging stuff, right? So yeah. that it doesn't become a risk, right? At but the end of the day,
2: those are great. In the technical jargon, what we call that is data minimization. Right. Where okay, where. You're reducing the data that you don't need Mm -hmm. uh, in order to accomplish whatever the purpose is, Mm -hmm. and so uh, I'm not saying at all that people should not collect that data because there's a legal requirement to collect the data, and that's one thing. PIPA says is if you have a legal requirement that to use personal information, that's one of the conditions that you can use it. Sure. Uh, So what what you need to think about is what's the minimum amount of data that I need? What's the minimum amount of access? And again, going back to uh, the the risk of harm mm-hmm. to an individual, mm-hmm. and so people can think through what the different circumstances might be and what the potential bad things that could happen. Are. Right, uh, and so you like you were talking about leaving the sheet out where For multiple people can yeah. see it yeah so i would encourage organizations not to do that to right. have it covered up or we'll use a different lines method. yeah up. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah use it either use a different method or to to ensure that only the line that people fill out is what if, they can see and right. then everything else gets covered mm-hmm. uh and and again you're you're looking at the risk and you're thinking well what is the risk of harm mm-hmm. perhaps you could expose someone's phone number perhaps if if someone had a stalker, yes. they could follow someone and see where they were. Yeah. Uh, so, so there are risks to consider, mm-hmm. uh, and, and and you need to take a proportionate response to that risk. Gotcha. So, I'm I'm not saying that all of these slips have to be kept inside of a safe, inside <laughs> right, of a right, locked right, right, room, yeah, right. inside of a, you know, <laughs> yeah. that, that kind of thing. But, but if there are, there are small reasonable steps you can take.
0: Mm. And these are the kind of questions, like if someone's listening was like, well, i do that. Mm-hmm. They could call you yeah. Alex or sure. email you and just say, Oh yeah, I I a... get
2: phone calls all the time. If okay. It feels like, so hypothetically speaking. Right. <laughs> <Like>, if, if, <laughs> if I was, if I, if I needed to know, how, how would you recommend I do this? Right. right. And I would much rather have that conversation then try to sort it out after someone has complained. Yeah, that's right. It. Sure,
0: that's right. Well, I want to thank both of you for joining me here today. Um, definitely, the information that you're sharing is so is is so important. And I think it's going to be valuable. And like Alex and Dr. Stones have have mentioned, get ready now. Like sure. before the hammer comes out, let's get it get it um, covered so that you are protected, that you're pr- protecting your client's information. And Alex said it. He said when you do this, you can make more money. So mm-hmm. I don't see anything wrong with that. Privacy Nothing means business. <laughs> Privacy means business. So the date you want to remember is Wednesday, September 29th. It uh, starts at 1230.
1: Register on the
0: website. Register on our website, bedc.bm. And um, it's free. So there's no reason why you can't take advantage of this. Mm-hmm. Um, and if for some reason you register and you aren't able to attend, we do record these. Mm-hmm. And all those who are registered will receive a copy of the recording. So you still have access to the information. And I'm so sure you will be re- linked on your website your leisure. as well at the end. So. Mm-hmm.
1: We said a lot today, too. We did, didn't we? (laughs) Thanks for coming, Alex. (laughs) Dr. Stones, thanks for joining us as well. We're so glad that uh, you guys have the great relationship that you do, and you're making sure that both the public sector and the private sector um, have all their ducks in a row, because we do want to uh, operate on an international level here on the island, and we do to a large extent as far as being a tiny little jurisdiction. So all these things are essential. We're glad we got to talk about them. We got to go. Thank you so much for (laughs) joining us. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Both of you. It's been a pleasure, and I'm sure you've piqued uh, the interest of a lot of folks. And, uh, hey, just go on the website, you know, privacy, and go on BEDC, and you can find out all about it. Thanks for being with us, guys. It's time for us to get on out of here. So, Jamila, we've minded a lot of business like we always do. Yes, we have. Because if you don't mind your business. Who will? Who will? Join us again next week, folks. Thank you for listening to Mind Your Business with BEDC.
0: Bermuda business starts here.